Ahead of the Open Nations series kicking off, I caught up with Blair Kehorn to talk about his rugby experiences, his rugby journey, and what he enjoys about the game. Okay, thanks for joining us once again in the official Scottish Rugby podcast. This week we're having a sit down, a good old fashioned Blair and a chat with Blair Kinghorn ahead of the Open Nation Series 2022. We'll look forward, we'll look back, but um, yeah, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Marcy. You're very you? smiley. I am. I always get giggly when the cameras are. Are you nervous? I, I think I do get a bit nervous when the cameras come on. <laughs> I'm not like Scooey, Scooey's a natural. Oh, to be fair, I feel pretty good in front of the camera. But you do, I tend, do tend to get a little bit nervous. Everybody does, isn't it? Uh, it's weird, you forget. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you get nervous when you play? Uh, you don't strike me as a nervous person. So when, I feel like mid-season, like when you're in a run of games, I feel like I don't get that nervous, unless it's like a really big game for Edinburgh, or any, I think any international. I spoke about this with Hamish as well, did some podcast uh, about it, the hours before a game, where more often than not, you're in the hotel room on your own. It's your awful. mind just wanders, eh? It's awful. You always think about what the worst outcome is. Like, oh, it's not going to happen. And then what? you play the game and you're fine. Well, that's the thing. That's what I said. Like, as soon as you start, yeah. every, every time, and you thought you'd learn week to week, but as soon as you start, because your mind's focused and you're totally committed to that, yeah. you forget it. Now. What is the, have you ever had that feeling before a game in the morning where you'd be like, I kind of wish it was somewhere else? Yeah, I was like, I wonder what other job I can what do. Would, I, was say, <laughs> I wonder job, if other people get this nervous what, in their job. Definitely, because I've spoken this to a lot of people. Quite on the two, I, I can remember driving the game and there was somebody cutting the grass just outside the road. I thought I could do that. <laughs> I was, I was one the way to a game, but then as soon as you get into the game, it was like nowhere else you'd rather be. But it is. What's it, the what's, it, a, what's the strangest kind of vocation you thought I could do this? I tell you which was a, <laughs> I tell you which was a weird game. We were driving through to Glasgow. And it was freezing and we heard that the pitch might be frozen in Glasgow and then we arrived the pitch was frozen and everyone's mind you like do we relax do we not relax and then the game got called off where we didn't know what to do with ourselves but that was one of the ones where you kind of never when I was younger I would sometimes you'd be driving games thinking oh I really really don't want to play I really don't want to play and then you go out and play and you win and you love it and it's brilliant and then after the game it's brilliant it's so funny what nerves can do to your nerves brain energy isn't it, it is yeah, I guess energy. everybody Everybody can experience it in different yeah. ways as well, but those who say they don't, they're lying. I think so. I don't think anyone doesn't get nervous. It's a sign. It's a good sign. So we're going to have a, a look back as well as look forward. Um, we're out at Orium Performance Centre, obviously, we're at Ray Train, and this wouldn't have been built when you were here, but you were part of the Hearts Academy, up to under 16, in the, the round ball game. I was indeed. Uh, it was a lot different when it was back in back in the day. Was it here? Did you train? Yeah, there? so on the back of the Orium, you know the back yeah. of the Orium is like this really small indoor astro. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the only indoor astro bit. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, we used to come we used to come here three times a week after school. Uh, and a lot of the boys back then, there was hardly any Edinburgh boys mm. in the Hearts Academy. They were all coming from Glasgow mm-hmm. or up north. So they'd all get a bus through late at night. Three times a week? Yeah, three times a week. And then get a bus back. Training finished sometimes. We finished like nine. Mm. Bear in mind, you're like, what? 13, 14, 15, yeah. and I have to get a bus back at like 9 o'clock at night. Um, but that was, it was an interesting time. I think I really enjoyed playing football when I was playing at my, my boyhood club, like Tencastle Boys uh, Club. Um, and then coming into the Hearts Academy, it was so professional at such a young age. Like everyone was really competitive. It kind of took, felt like for me, it kind of took the fun out of it a little bit. Um, I couldn't believe like 
it was so competitive because obviously everyone wants everyone wants to be a professional footballer yeah. when they're younger. So like there were so many boys competing for the same position, but and did you uh, play rugby at the same time? Yeah, so we yeah. did rugby. I did rugby at the same time. Then it kind of came to the crunch point. Uh, I think it was going into the under sixteen season or under fifteen season where the football was always on a Sunday, rugby was always on a Saturday, and then they moved to the same day. Yeah. So then you had to make a decision which one to pick. Um, and I chose rugby because a lot of my I, I wasn't really enjoying football so much at, towards the end of it. Um, fell out uh, form and confident. It was mainly co- fell out of form when you're young. I don't know if that's saying, but I, I felt like I lost my confidence uh, a little bit. Um, it's amazing how much enjoyment plays, eh? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, a young age, at all ages, yeah. a young age especially, it's a real, it's a real driver, I think. But it's a real kind of problem whether you're going to stay in the game. So you got enjoyment yeah. from rugby. Yeah, I got enjoyed from, from rugby. A lot of um, a lot of my mates played at Curry, so I always played at school uh, at my academy. Then a lot of my mates played at Curry, and then that's when they were kind of egging me on, like, "Oh, you should come down, you should come down." Uh, and I did, and I played half of the under fifteen season, and then into the under sixteen season. We didn't lose a game. Nice. We had one of those. Made difference. Yeah, it made a difference. We had Robbie Nairn, uh, who was he a giant. He then? was gi- he was ginormous, <laughs> and he was rapid, and we just. Feed the ball to him, he'd run past everyone to score. <laughs> and we didn't, we didn't lose a game. Who was there? Anybody else you played? Um, Crosby, Luke Crosby. Oh, yeah. Right. And I remember we played Darcy. He was playing for Hoyk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember who else was there. Anyone, anyone else in the Curry? So was Luke playing with you? Yeah. So yeah. He played at Curry as well. Yeah, right? he played at Curry as well. So I played with him from a young age. Mm-hmm. And then it was nice. It was nice to see him kind of come up through the ranks. Yeah. I remember when we're at the Twenties World Cup out of Georgia and then Roddy Grant was our forwards coach mm-hmm. at the time and then he um, said that Crosby's he's unbelievable and then he came into Edinburgh and now the rest is history. Actually further on, maybe we'll get now, looking at the under twenties, you played three under twenty seasons, 2014, 15, 16. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and that one we well uh, actually I'll come to this next. Mm-hmm. And I had to look through some of the scores to see like it's always quite interesting to see who you Played alongside then. Yeah. It was like you could be Adam Hastings, Justin Graham as well, George Horn, Lou Hutchison, Ben Bell, Hutton scored. Uh, 2015, Maggie, Scott Cummins, Zander, Zander. Jamie Ritchie. Yeah, yeah. You came through. Right, it's mad actually. Mm-hmm. Remember the first, the first going to my first Junior World Cup. I was still at school, and then they brought so me from under twenty. Yeah, yeah, they brought me and Robbie there and up. And like I didn't know anyone. I only knew Robbie, and I was absolutely breaking it. It was <laughs> terrifying. I remember. Meeting up at the Holiday Inn, and like all our all our family came in. Um, it was like the introduction to yeah. oh we're off to Italy, and then it was like right families are out, and then everyone's disappearing, like, and then my mum's like, "Where's everyone gone?" I was like, "Oh no," because <laughs> I didn't know anyone. And then I got put in a room with Maggie, and then he's become one of my best mates. I think it was a good icebreaker getting yeah. put in with one of the weirdest persons in the team. Him or you? Well. I think I think he brought it out a bit at the time. <laughs> blame him. Yeah, I'm going to blame uh, him. Him and Lewis Carmichael. <laughs> and Lewis, Carr, Lewis, I saw him. Uh, he played for Scotland. Yeah. Lewis as well. He did go on tour to North America. Yeah, North America. It's always amazing. Can you remember? So that was Italy. Yeah. Two, that, 2014, 2015. There was one in England. We went to England was the second one, and then we went to Georgia. Was the Georgia. third one in Georgia? Yeah, that was an interesting World Cup. We stayed in the back end of nowhere for the um, first two weeks. It was successful on the field, wasn't it? Yeah, we were good. I think that's the highest ever finish yeah. that our twenties teams had. I think yeah. we came. We only lost one game. We only lost. We lost to the All Blacks, mm. and we won every other game. But the way that it was worked, we came fourth or fifth, I think. 
But no, that was really we had a really successful team there. Yeah, it's something that again we did with Hamish as well. It's like can you remember any of the players you played against and the other teams that are that are big names now? I remember playing at Sione, playing was playing was right? for Australia. Um looking back at the first World Cup when we played the All Blacks, mm-hmm. there were some of the boys now who are starting for the All Blacks. I can't really exactly remember. And the Irish team. Yeah. Gary Ringrose was playing. There was, there was definitely a few. Ah, interesting. It's, it's, I always like to look back at Mission Field. Actually, what we were going to say is when I was like, 2018 was your first cap for Scotland yeah. against England. Yeah. I remember it well. But this will be your fifth year of international rugby. Does that blow your mind? It does, yeah. I, I feel like it does. I was thinking about it maybe a couple of weeks ago. I was thinking, you're not really the young person anymore. Because <laughs> I remember when you came in, yeah. when I first came in, or the first couple of years, like, oh, I'm just like one of the young and inexperienced guys. And then the years tick on slowly and slowly. And now you're saying fifth year, you kind of realise that like when I would have, when I came in at twenty, Mish would have been twenty-seven <laughs> or something like that. But makes you realise, yeah, ticking on time. I, I couldn't believe it. it doesn't slow down. I remember it. Came off the bench. The 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 win against England terrifies me. Brilliant. You never terrifies. It's worse than the bench. Oh, because you know you can probably gonna have to go on, but you don't know when. I'd sat on the bench for 80 minutes the week before, and that's probably the most nervous I've ever been. That was my first involvement, <laughs> sat on the bench for 80 minutes. And then sat on the bench. Who was that about? That was France at home. So France I was at home. 24th man, 24th man from Wales away. Mm-hmm. France at home on the bench, didn't get on. And then England on the bench, 65 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And then Tommy, Tommy went down, and I was like, oh no. With the wing. I, can't, I genuinely can't re- really remember much of the game. I know yeah. I didn't touch the ball, I made five tackles. Yeah. I remember. I remember the game when we came on. I remember having a really important tackle as well. Yeah, it was terrifying. Uh, and it, it, the game was a devalued. It, it, it was like a proper ball. Oh, <laughs> oh, great first cap, great night, great win. <laughs> yeah, um, I was looking as well. Like you, you, you've got a few records to your name. First Scottish player to score a hat trick in Six Nations against Italy, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that was a, that was a good day. Was that, that was at Murrayfield, wasn't it? That was at Murrayfield, yeah. And there was snow inside the pitch. There was snow inside the pitch. The weird thing to remember. Yeah. Did you know you were the first person in the Six Nations? I, rem- I remember something along the lines. Remember I got the match ball after. Greg protected me yeah. the match ball after in the, when we were in the hotel. And it was signed by Greek. Um, I still got it. So I mean, it's in the flat. <laughs> in Edinburgh Press. <laughs> uh, on Edinburgh, you're the youngest ever player at 24 last year to reach 100 games for Edinburgh as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just picked Sammy for that. I think Sammy Hidalgo was the was the second youngest. Yeah. I did I didn't know I was the youngest until yeah. until I got announced, but yeah. There you go. If, if, get, me well that's old. what I'm saying, obviously the five years thing I don't I played professionally can you immediately coming out of school and then you know, talk about your age grade stuff, a huge amount of experience, the under I don't think there'd be many people have done three under twenty championships either if any others. And then you get to have probably your five years in your international career. So I suppose if you look back, before we look forward, can you how how would you look back on those five years? There'll be bits you're really proud of, there'll be bits that you remember in a positive sense, there'll be things that will frustrate you. What uh, the international. Back? Yeah, that uh, yeah, that, that kind of well that, actually your career so far, since yeah. I suppose turning pro. I think the first couple of years when I first came out of school I was very naive to what it was to be to be a professional rugby player. Um wasn't probably training as hard as I needed to be, wasn't hitting the gym, wasn't eating the right foods. And I kind of, there was a lot of injuries in my position at the time. So I was fortunate enough to get game time. And Did get you think caps. at the time, 
Or did you used to? Yeah, it was yeah. kind of it was kind of one of those ones. I got I got, kind of got thrust in, mm-hmm. having not really earned kind of earning that the starting fifteen jersey just through injury, and then I think it was the end. It's when Cockers first joined Edinburgh. That was when I felt like I kind of flip switch for me in terms of like kind of need, I need to take it much more professionally. I remember Maggie got his first cap in twenty sixteen. I saw how hard he worked for that, so it kind of flips a switch in my head about you're not going to go very far if you don't work hard. So I'm, I remember being a lot more professional, or I was kind of getting up to the level where you need to be to be a professional rugby player. What makes you notice that? Is it like, well, look, I, I feel like looking back now, compared to what I do now, compared to what I did yeah. when I first joined, it's like night and day. And did something make you change, or is it at the moment that you then just pick all the bits of experience and you look at other players and you? Take bits from coaches, yeah, or I, does it just naturally? You just realise this. I felt like the way the the management change and the change that we had at Edinburgh was a real good help. I mean, um, Cocker's certainly got one way of coaching, but I felt like it definitely did help mm-hmm. at the start of um, my career. Kind of made me realise how hard you do need to work to be successful, and I feel like it's kind of paid off. Senior players as well, around the back, yeah? yeah, definitely. I think you kind of at the time. I was like you're young. I was you. We were losing games at weekends, but we were still, I was still going out. Um, and then you realise that you can't keep doing that, or you're just not. Your career is going to be very short lived. So it's, it's happy to have learned from probably something that I could have done better in the past. Like everybody was. But, but yeah, but it looks. I, I mean, if you look at it on paper, it probably yeah. doesn't look as bad as it is because yeah. I was still getting game time. Yeah. But then you do realise that you need to work harder. That's a, real, that's a sign of maturity and experience and understanding. I'm getting grey hairs there. Well, so not quite. At least you said before. Do you, uh, on that same point, do you then feel a responsibility as a more senior player? Now you said you used to be one of the young guys. But do you feel young players coming in now will look to you for that kind of experience that you've been through? Or are you still not old enough yet to realise uh, young kids will look up to you? No, I think, I think uh, it's been mentioned to me before by coaches that that people will probably start looking up to you because you're more one of the more senior players now. But I feel like I've got quite a nice balance with being experienced but still being pretty young so I can kind of understand where people are coming from. Um, like young, like the young, I feel like the young lads have got a decent connection with them. Uh, but I also experienced enough to know what's not what's right and what's wrong but to help them kind of not necessarily give advice but just kind of you got to be there you know what I mean yeah you got to be there and even influencing people I don't always think it's advice it's just yeah like and and that's it's really important that if you I think if you try and be something that you're not or that you feel as if you should be yeah like an influence doesn't last like I just being you and I know you can I know exactly where you are you have that connection with senior players with leadership but Running the game from a number ten position, yeah. but it can be daft at times. It's got well. to be organic. You got to be who you are. Has to be. Um, you mentioned playing fifteen there, and I suppose I, I was maybe in a similar situation. We played lots of different positions, enjoyed lots of different positions. But your first position was number ten, wasn't it? Through school, I remember yeah. doing age gate stuff and came through. And for those who see you moving, proceed to move to fifteen. Now you were ten, first of all, weren't you? Yeah. Start. Uh, it was at school. 
It's, wh- it's wherever your first coach puts you to school. I remember being <laughs> in primary five. And he... Were you, you're very tall. Yeah. Were you tall then? I was pretty tall. How did you keep out the road? I don't know. I'm very happy that I kept out the road. It's, I remember the first coach, primary five. Um, it's funny, so he was one of my physics teachers or something like that. I was the first team rugby coach. He's like, fly half, I'm like, sound. Then he stuck from there. But yeah, I, could, I definitely could have been shut in the road. I've not got the mentality for a second row, that's for sure. <laughs> And I've managed to keep my ears good, so I'm uh, definitely not moving there. But um, but yeah, it was a ten. That was your position. Yeah, right? ten yeah. all the way through school. Remember, I had a very a very good school coach in Mark Apperson at yeah. Edinburgh Academy. He played a lot of rugby himself. Yeah. Um, so he was he was really good. Uh, also had a lot of good fly halves at the school mm-hmm. who were older than me. Um, and who were they? Can you remember? Uh, Fraser Gillis was the one that sticks out into my head. He was like school icon. Kicked right. the winning goal. 80, 81st minute at Murray Pools Schools Cup 1, crowd goes nuts, uh, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, school, I was at 10th throughout school uh, and club rugby and age grade rugby up until 20s. And then. He fluctuated that for the people. Yeah, I, I remember it's me and Hasto. Hasto was playing. Was Hasto playing centre, I think, at the time. Yeah. Rory Hutch was playing 10, yeah. and I was playing 15. So we're all make, mix and matching, and then I think Sean Lanine one day was just like, mm-hmm. or no, it was Solly. Solly put me at 15, I'm pretty sure. I remember training for Edinburgh, and he put me at 15, and then I went to 20s and I was 15, mm-hmm. and then remember I played 30 minutes at 10 against Ireland in the Junior World Cup, and then I was at 15 for the rest of it. Did you still, when you're playing fullback, do you still think as a number 10? Yeah, uh, I, I'd say so. You probably, yeah. probably see the game in the same way, but back then, I feel, I feel like my knowledge of the game is so different to, mm-hmm. compared to what it is now. Whether the game's just evolved a little bit more, or you just become a little bit, as, as we were speaking earlier, about being a bit more mature. Um, but you definitely probably do see the game in the same way. Yeah, I'd be saying that's similar, and I know we've both played in the wing as well, and I found it, I said this before, really difficult when it does get competitive and you're fighting for positions in the national team. Yeah. It's a real strength to your ball that you can play more than one position, but at the same time, it sometimes means player you're competing against for one of those positions is completely focused on being a winger or being a yeah. 10 or being a 15 but you kind of have to develop in all three yeah. have you experienced a wee bit of frustration with that it used to frustrate me because I was like in order to get better playing 10 I need to play 10 or yeah. 15 or whatever it was would you uh, share something like that? Um, I don't think I've ever been frustrated per se I think yeah. it's like you say if you want to develop your game at 10 whether that's running a game like kicking and then all of a sudden you're on the wing, you got to be world class at chasing box kicks and yeah. catching box kicks. Yeah. It's very, it's very different. Um, it's obviously it is a good string to your voice, as I said, because it's good for the six-two split in the bench. Yeah, you can cover a lot. I remember when if we did six-two. Uh, I think it was against South Africa, and it was the night before the game. Gregor was like, um, "Also, oh, just have a look at the plays at thirteen as well." And I was like, "Eh." <laughs> So I was like, okay, so 10, 13, 15, 11, 14. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you have to worry about and then I came on in the wing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, 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 there's, there's definite positives. Yeah. And I think it makes you a better player as well. Yeah, I mean, it makes you learn more. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's helpful to a squad. But also, if you're just focusing, if you're just trying to focus on one position yeah. and you're trying to be just say, trying to be the start yeah. at 10, but you've also got to do the wing stuff, yeah. it's a bit more challenging. But it is a good strength. Like it's a, a good squad balance, but it can be frustrating at times. Recently, uh, number 10 has been the position playing, and, and you love playing there, you want to play there, you played yeah, your 
lot of Edinburgh there, the last day of the national tour, all there. How do you find it? The difference or the changes maybe between you know, playing for that ten and playing international because the games are different, the style of play yeah. is different, isn't it? It's, 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 Mistakes are heightened yeah. <laughs> in yeah. international rugby. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and it's a different style as well. Yeah. I think you probably play less open rugby traditionally mm-hmm. in recent times. The international teams that have been successful probably played less with the ball. Yeah. Whereas club rugby, because you're spending four weeks of the year together, you, it's easy to spend more time with the ball. Yeah. And it's it's a different it's a different blend, isn't it? Yeah. Between the two. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely more of like a pressure sort of game. I remember um, everyone was saying, "Oh, France play this really wide open mm-hmm. game of rugby, but they kick they kick the ball the most mm-hmm. in the Six Nations, so they just capitalise mm-hmm. on loose kicks back to them." So there's definitely it, you can feel the pressure probably mm-hmm. a little bit more. Whereas just say you're playing a club game at um, back at Edinburgh, where like in mid pitch you kind of you maybe play around a little bit more, mm-hmm. see if you can find an opening. Whereas if you're not really going anywhere in international, it's more about transferring pressure. Um, the biggest thing I think I've um, picked up the difference personally is <laughs> my nerves <laughs> like we were speaking about earlier it's a common theme yeah. is feeling more nervous before an international game probably just because I haven't played that much there uh-huh. at 10 um, whereas now I feel very comfortable yeah. playing at 10 at Edinburgh and the last three games in the in the, in the summer too I feel like in the last game I felt comfortable playing at 10 in an international game um, so it's just about kind of Growing, anybody, growing into the I think anybody would, would feel that, yeah. in regards of which position you play, I, I, I suppose you're basically summarising experience. That's what yeah, experience is, isn't experience, it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And at, at Edinburgh, we've got Boff who does all the, all the goal kicks, so I, I, haven't, I wasn't used to goal kicking in games, or I was when I was younger, so then coming into a game where you're the first choice kicker is probably, I didn't feel at the time, but it probably does play a little bit of nerves in the back of your head. You just get up and chip over it. Oh, yeah. Try your best. Uh, do, you, uh, <laughs> <it's windy. laughs> do you separate your goal kicking from your, say you play number 10 for Scotland or Edinburgh, and your goal kicking as well, do you separate your goal kicking performance from your playing performance? Yeah, I'd say that you'd have I, to. Yeah. I, I, I used to have to. Yeah. So you could be playing really well. You could play really well and, and you could have stick kicks, yeah. Or you could play really badly and yeah. be by the match for kicking a winning goal. Yeah. You almost have to separate them, don't you? So yeah. Don't, Agreed. I probably, I, I would, yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely. It's a decent discipline. Yeah, people just score under the post. Well, I, know, like, <laughs> I used to hate people that do a big swan dive. Get under the sticks. Get under the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> the percentages up. Uh, at least we don't have to convert penalty tries now. That's true. That's positive. <laughs> Never know what could happen. Exactly. Mind the Disney get added to the points tally though. Yeah, just before we uh, kind of find out a wee bit more, put some reasonably quick fire questions. I'm going to ask you nice. about one or two games that kind of are important to you. Um, but one thing I think that we, we talk about often with the, uh, the current players is criticism, the amount of criticism you have to deal with, how do you deal with it, do you take note of it? It was much easier when I played because <laughs> any criticism you faced was probably somebody saying it to you yeah. uh, or, or like physically and you could defend yourself. Now uh, we, we don't make a big deal of this but all, all the players you know, speak about the difficulties of nerves. The pressure of the game. How do you cope with good and bad elements of the game? I've had no one chapping on my door yet. The other oh. rubbish, so I suppose <laughs> that's a positive. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, bang, tackle, good night. I know. Uh, 
I, I tend, I, I don't look at, I, I don't look at any of it. I, I don't have um, the main one that people do seem to get pelters on is Twitter. So I, I don't, I don't have Twitter. Um, did you? I did. You I did. Yeah, I did. And then I got. Um, it was in last year's Six Nations, and I got, uh, got announced that I was starting. And then ding, it was like this is going to be a catastrophe. And I was like, I, was like, I don't need this. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, so I deleted it. Uh, Do you miss it? No, not at all. I, yeah, I, people can think what they think to be honest. I'm not that arse. It, it's hard though, isn't it, for players? Yeah, I, I, sometimes it can be hard. Like yeah. if you've had a real stinker, yeah. and you know you've had a stinker, yeah. you don't need people. But you know yourself. Like, that's, yeah. the thing, that's the thing. And I think if you're truly honest with your performances, I think a lot of people who who maybe comment or watch games don't maybe understand how hard players are on themselves. Yeah. And sometimes the hardest thing is to maybe look or hear or listen to criticism. And, you know, well, can you agree with some of it? Yeah. And it's hard because you know yourself. But at the same time, if you have a good game, I don't think we particularly sit and pat ourselves in the back as much as we should. Yeah. I feel like the, the, the needs to be a balance. Um, like if you're just looking for, or I don't know word it. A lot of people will, when they've had a great game, they look at all yeah. the all the praise that they're getting, um, yeah. and they, they love it. Blah, blah, blah. Like everyone does it. Like if you have a good game and you get praise, it's amazing. Like because you made people happy. Um, but on the flip side, if you've had a bad game, you can't start looking into it too much. I don't think it's never too just, high, never too low. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. That's what I was trying to word. Okay. I was like, I've said that before. Yeah, <laughs> I was exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, I think it's part and parcel yeah. of having a job in the so-called they say entertainment business. Really, people pay to come. People come pay to watch um, watch play sport. So you you have to realise that people have the right to their opinion um, and. Try and just best get get on with it. Some people take it too far, obviously. Um, it's in any walk of life now as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's just it's, it's it's just a part of society that you're out there in the public eye. But and deal with it. move on and deal with it. As flat. long as you just keep on trucking keep forward on and trucking. improving, love it. Yeah. Um, mates in the squad now. You've got a lot of mates. You mentioned one or two already that were kind of, you played age group rugby with or, or club rugby with. But who in the the kind of, I think I know the answer to this question, but who, who would be a kind of best mate within the squad? Hey, stop. <laughs> yeah. Right, oh, I don't know, it's covered up. Is it yeah, hey, stop. There we go. Matching tats. Matching ink. Was that his idea or your idea? I, we were really hung over one day and I just don't know what happened. I don't think anything, I don't think anything of like either being drunk or being really hung over is a good idea. And then we had the, we were staying, I mean, it was in summer, we were staying at my and we Walked down to the grass market and we ended up coming back with a tattoo. Yeah, it was a bit of an odd one. But yeah, I feel like we're close mates. Yeah, it? we're very close mates, so it's, mm. it's, uh, it's fine. We've known each other for a long time. And you would have played against each other probably more than you played alongside each other, would you? I don't at actually think I've ever played against him. That's cool then. He was, so he was year above me at yeah. school, and then, yeah, so he was always playing mm. year up, and then mm. whenever we got to first 15, where you could, it's the two years, yeah. he was down at Millfield. Of course not. And then Edwin Glasgow? No, he 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 came and stole my position, played Ted. <laughs> I remember Edinburgh under 16s. They're like, oh, we're making the because usually it was always January yeah, with the cut off, age cut off. Yeah, so I was like, perfect. Yeah. I'm January 18th. I was like, is it, you're on the old guys. It should be me. Oh, we're moving it to September. Hey, still, in he comes, <laughs> steals my position. <laughs> you, have you ever reminded him of that? <laughs> I remember. Or does he remind you of that? <laughs> I was under 16s. I'll never forget it. 
sent to the sevens was really really good it's probably like, I, I, at the time I was like oh, I've, been, I've been sent away from Edinburgh right. and then when I got to the sevens right. it was like a fresh fresh bit of paper fresh bit of paper clean slate that's the one but yeah Mish still sends me screenshots of me missing that tackle so it's, it's funny you can make fun of it now I wouldn't say it's necessarily a low point um, what was that's what that sticks in my head honestly things that stick in my mind I bet you can almost like, remember what position you were in what yeah, time of the game the right hand side what you did wrong yeah it's funny the head too low gets sat down. Uh, and I, I wouldn't say low point. I got dropped after I scored a hat trick. Right. That was not necessarily a low ball. point, but I got ball. the match ball. Not necessarily a low point, but more of like a tough one to yeah. take. Uh, could you understand it? I could, yeah, I could, but it's understanding it and then it's kind of like accepting yeah. it. But it was one of those things, gaffer's call. So you came back in. Yeah, I we had a lot of injuries. Um, I can't actually, so I got dropped and then I came on after 15 minutes because yeah. Hoggy hit his shoulder. So yeah. it was kind of one of those ones where you're thrust straight back in. That's funny, it's a, it's a thing, and I know we're speaking about never get too high, never get too low, but it's quickly again, when you're in a low ebb, and yeah. just watching and listening to this, low ebbs can feel as if they're going to last forever, but they're just moments that you go from yeah. one second thinking, like this, I can't see I'll be back, yeah. to you know, literally a couple of days later. Yeah, you can't, go. you can't really dwell on it, or no. then you end up not performing the way you want to because like, even chain of events happen that so and so gets injured so and so gets yeah. injured you're the, and before you know it you're, you're yeah. international again or you're professional again so, I think it happens to everybody the, uh, that message of like however low it is 
could change pretty quickly yeah. and does. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, it can definitely. Uh, first person you go to for advice? My mum. Is it advice good? Usually. <laughs> Usually I go to my parents for advice. Yeah, yeah. My mum probably. Yeah. And, uh, Casa. How, uh, after, could you, what kind of advice would you get? Is, is she, is, she's a big supporter. No, yeah, big supporter. Um, would she be honest with you? Or yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah, it's full. So sometimes it's like... Would you describe it as full transparency? Is that yeah. the way that you say it? Um, no, I would definitely. Um, and you know you can trust it. Yeah, very honest. So she's um, she's done a lot of work in psychology, um, so she can kind of, every time we go out for dinner, she's like, oh, so why are you doing that? I'm like, not now, not now, Karen. Stop picking my brains now. Uh, so no, she's a really good person. Yeah, to that's go good. To. good. And if it's more man issues, I go to big side. What do you like to do away from rugby? What do I like to do away from rugby? Um, You're striking me as a music guy, I don't know. Yeah, music guy? my missus is a DJ, so oh. I tried my hand. Uh, she's a DJ and nutritionist, so she's... Have you got Dex in the house? We've got Dex in the house, we get a pumpkin. Have you got neighbours? We do, but it's, we've put the Dex in a box room, so we have a box room just off the living room, so we can crank it. We've only had one noise complaint so far, which I described as not too bad. So yeah, I, I, I picked that up, and it's quite fun. It's challenging. What's the key things if you're going to be a DJ? If you're mixing uh, you got to be able to beat match. So you got to be able to... Because it's weird. So whenever... When I was just watching people DJ, I was like, why have they got headphones oh, yeah. on if the music's so loud? But they're listening to the next track. They're listening to the next track. So it's like, I was like, why would blow the mind? So then I tried my hand with that. And that's quite fun to do in the spare time. And then I'm now trying to figure out what I want to do after rugby. So that's... Yeah. But Do you worry about that? Well, I, I wouldn't say worry yet. <laughs> Um, Remember, we're five years into it. I know. I think I'm turning 26 in January. I think getting young, getting young. But I think the idea has got to come to me organically. I can't force you. Know, you know, if you sit and think about it, like, I want to try and invent something. You can't just sit there and think about you want to try and invent something. But you'll stumble across something that you need to invent. Something will organically find its way to me. I hope. Good plan. <laughs> uh, and one thing we like to do last week, but it's Kenny. I suppose looking back as well, like three games, it might not be team, it might be one or two games, but three games for whether it's club, whether it's school, whether it's mini rugby, are there three games that can he stick out and if so, what are the reasons for them? So first cap yeah. for Scotland. Yeah. That was big and fantastic. Um would, that one would always be It's got it, yeah. Unless you're yeah, yeah, no, it's surely. <laughs> not sure what I'm not sure what trumps it. Uh, so yeah, first cap Scotland, and then scoring a hat trick in the Six Nations against Italy, and then a third one I'm struggling to come up with just now in my head. A couple of club games come to mind. Um, Which, who, who did you play for? You played for? I played for. Did you play for Curry? Curry, not a nail. Yeah, we had some really good games at, at Curry. School rugby sticks out into my head, into my head. I'm not necessarily sure there's a game that mm. that is was that sticks out. But just playing the whole with experience with school rugby. I remember my last year um, playing with my group of friends that I grew up with from primary one, mm-hmm. and it was like our last couple of games playing for first fifteen. Mm-hmm. Even though we we I don't think I remember we didn't have the best year. We had a great team, but we didn't have the best year. But it just sticks out in my head. Yeah. It's like a great rugby time. Just because you're with your you're with your pals all day, every day, and then you're playing rugby with them on the weekend, it's class. Do you think, 
poured cold water in that food. Do you think you just always remember that as amazing time and but there didn't be bits in it that were frustrating at the time as well? Or do you just remember all the good bits? No, or was it all good, the fact that you're playing? No, there was, I think point? there was some some frustration. Probably not on a performance side yeah. of things. Like when you lose lose a game at school you're gutted, but yeah. you know, but then you get sort of yeah. best card and cheese and Exactly. <laughs> I remember I had an in, I had an injury at school. I um, fractured a bone in my lower leg. Lower leg. <laughs> this bit here, the non-weight bearing bone in your calf shin area. Is it a non-weight bearing bone? There is apparently. Apparently. Anyway, so I, uh, it was my it was going into my last year at school, and I broke that. And I remember mm. I was out I was out for like the the start of the season. So I remember that being pretty low. But then the high coming back. But the high coming back. We have made to be with your pals, and we did a tour of Canada. We went to Canada on a, so on a summer, tours, kind of. summer tour. It was fantastic. Mm. It was brilliant. How <laughs> was the rugby? Tell you what, they were big. I'm fairly certain they were they weren't yeah. under eighteen. Yeah. They were muckle. That was the, some physical game of rugby. And how was the off-field stuff? Oh, fun. Brilliant. Same. That's <laughs> a, a big part of a big part of this tour, especially sure. at go schools. Listen, bro. Thanks. We've uh, we've led on for a wee bit. Uh, probably too long, uh, but brilliant to get to know you better, understand what makes you tick, hear some of your, your memories, obviously. Um, and I suppose just before you go, how excited are you for the, the upcoming matches, the four matches that we're about to, to face at BT Maritime? I'm very excited for the games. Love it. Brilliant. Well, it's <laughs> probably because it's tea time, but we get your tea. Ah, bro. Don't mind. <laughs> Cheers, Marcy. Don't mind.